welcome to the Living Fearless devotional podcast. We are uh, broadcasting live from Yorba Linda, California, and we uh, later it turns into a podcast from this live broadcast, right. correct? Yes. Uh, you can find all of our content on resurrectministry.com and there's other Bible resources there and online churches. You could drop us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like to partner with us, there's a way you could donate um, on the website as well. What was funny is that uh, just a few minutes ago, there was chaos. And then we were reading this devotional and in it, it talks about being still. And then suddenly the chaos outside from our kids that were having a water balloon fight in the darkness of night, <laughs> screaming and yelling. All of a sudden I'm it's kind of, I'm glad you clarified that it was the kids that were chaotic. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was like screaming and yelling. I'm thinking, Oh, that's going to be fun. They're going to be yelling and it'll be interesting to hear what you guys hear in the background, but and wondering what the heck's going on at that house. Right. But all of a sudden quiet, quiet. And we have that alarm that you have on your door that when it opens, it goes ding dong or whatever the noise is. And that was going like every 10 seconds was going off. So very funny how it all went still. Still. Interesting. And hello, Robert Block. Welcome home. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we've had quite the busy couple days. Um, last night, our excuse for not being here is that we were at Maverick City uh, Worship Concert in Irvine, California. Yes. And it was spectacular. Yes. When you say? Absolutely. What was your favorite part? Or song? The whole thing. I mean, I'm a huge Maverick City fan, so... Praise, Jaira, rest on us. It was just seeing it live, hearing it, the uh, the enthusiasm, the spirit of the other listeners. It was just, it was beautiful. I think my favorite part was that I, I've been to a lot of concerts, uh, you know, David Bowie, uh, Queen, the, you know, some of the biggest names in, in show business, Jackson 5. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> at Dodger Stadium. Uh, and all those were were packed. And I I was wondering when I got there, like, and, I'm, and maybe they were wondering too, how many Californians, Southern Californians would be there to see a worship? Um, it's hard to call them a band. What else do you call them? Yeah. It is a band, but it's huge. There's like hundreds of people on stage. Because, yeah, because they had the choir there too. They had choir. a gospel choir. Yeah. And I mean, and just the guys playing the instruments and the lead singers yes. or like seven of them or something like that. Anyway, um, it, when we got there, it was a little sparse or a little pockets of people. And then about the time that the first uh, band came on, um, I looked back behind us and every seat was full. It was amazing. And every hand was raised and it was, uh, I think you know, as I thought about it more and more, I think that's actually my favorite part, that they were able to come here from North uh, Carolina, I think, where they're based out of, or maybe even Nashville, some of them, but uh, to what, and they kind of probably, you know, said, we're here in Southern California, probably, and some of them for the very first time, and the sea, the sea of people that were worshiping God, and just uh, loved them so much, and knew the words to all their songs, Yeah. Uh, even, um, oh gosh, what's the guy's name that's the older guy? Uh, Kirk Franklin. Kirk Franklin was singing some of his older hits and hymns. hymns and people knew the words to everyone. He's going, wait, you guys know the words of my songs? And of course, I mean, they're, they're classics. Yeah. Uh, he's a, uh, he's a legend in uh, the worship space of, uh, of music. Uh, who's there? Uh, Robert says showing your age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw queen twice at the forum, by the way. Uh, hello, Kate, Mary. Nice to see you. Good afternoon. Uh, but it was spectacular. I mean, the songs were amazing. It, it's actually one of the best, uh, musical performances I've seen 
I think it's in the top of uh, a queen and uh, purple rain with Prince are, are, are always been my top. And I, it's right there. I, I know that to some of these people, it might be like, what, what do you No, It was, it was something else. It was everything. It was just so amazing. Hey, Jan, nice to see you. I've never heard of Maverick city. Oh, oh you gotta check I'm out. sure you have. I, I mean, I, I mean, if you've been listening to any kind of worship music, if you listen, it, you'll, you'll recognize some of their songs. Um, Brandon Lake is one of the singers. Uh, and then that, that's one of the more famous singers. And yes. then what's the ladies we looked it up today. Oh my gosh. Chandler Moore is the guy, but I can't remember. It was her like name. a single name, like salt. <laughs> like scared. Oh my gosh. It was, uh, it was incredible. And then today we went to uh, elevation. We'll be talking a little bit more about that at an elevation pop-up elevation church pop-up. Yes. Want to explain what a pop-up is for in regard to a church? Well, uh, so they use, it's kind of a hip term about uh, that people use usually for the clothing industry or sometimes like a rave party where it's a one-time event. It's uh, the people get an announcement, either text on their phones or emails, they tell their friends and uh, oftentimes it's for high-end designers do it and people line up to buy their merchandise and then that's it, that in one day it's gone. And also, you know, in the old days when we used to do raves and nightclubs, which I'm sure it still goes on, they call them pop-ups where it's one night, nobody knows the address until the last minute, and then um, everybody shows up. So they did church that way. So it was a church, it was a pop-up church where the address wasn't given out to the last minute. Everybody knew what the city was and they didn't expect. Uh, Again, same thing. Same thing. They did not expect. And it's interesting because if you know my story, Elevation was how I met Christ. So I was baptized in North Carolina uh, and Pastor Chad, who's the one that baptized me, was there today. And I've been telling him for years for Elevation to come to L.A. And they just didn't believe me. They didn't think they'd have the audience. And so they gave out. Satan lives in California. Why, why would we go there? Exactly. And they were <laughs> shocked. They were shocked because they gave away 5,000 tickets and nearly all of those people showed up. And they just panicked because they didn't know what to do because there were so many people. And uh, But it was amazing. Yeah. It was we don't know nice what they did. Season. I think they said something like 5,000 people showed up. At, did you say that? In 1,500 seats. So Right. Yeah. And we were underneath the balcony. We're in an old, um, it's in Riverside. It's an old uh, Fox uh, you know, theater. Old. I mean, it looks like uh, Abraham Lincoln got, uh, you know, got assassinated. There. That's what it looks like. <laughs> um, and uh, I was thinking, because of the balconies right above us, I'm thinking, I hope they don't start jumping up and down. Because oh, I was afraid, I was goodness. hoping that was going to hold up. Uh, Marco Zuno wants to say hello to Jan French. Uh, they uh, met each other here at our home, at oh, our, at our home church. So he says hello. Guys, shout out to Jan French. And hi, Jan. That's awesome. All right, let's get the. We're gonna get back into the elevation um, uh, message uh, today because I, there was some really good stuff there. I put the link for the uh, the message in the description. Those of you that are on Facebook should see it, and YouTube, you should see it also. You'll be able to, to watch it. It's it's it's. I can't wait to it. see the onslaught of criticism you get for posting elevation. Yeah, yeah. but uh, the message, I you can't. The message was good. It was. I mean, I've watched them and I and I kind of like, yeah, that sounds good. But it sounds a little bit like watching um, uh, oh, what's Joel. His name? Joel Osteen or, uh, you know, some, you know, some guy that's trying to get you all pumped up, you know, something like that. Uh, Tony Robbins type of thing. Yeah. Uh, Motivational but, uh, preacher. Yeah. <laughs> but today's message over the top. Fantastic. All right. So, oops. Whoa. That was really odd. All right. So we're reading from uh, Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon. And the reference at the top is, oh, for July 24th, uh, Exodus 14, 13. 
uh, it says, stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring mm. you today. This verse is God's command to you as a believer. When you are in dire straits and extraordinary difficulties, when you cannot retreat or advance and are shut off to your right and to your left, what are you to do? The master's word to you is stand firm. At such times, it would be wise for you to listen only to your master's word, for some evil advisors will come to you, and with their suggestions, despair will whisper, lie down and die. <laughs> Give up. But God, would, but, God, <laughs> but God would have you clothe yourself with cheerful courage, and even in the worst of times, to rejoice in his love and faithfulness. Cowardice will say, retreat. Go back to the world's ways. You can't be successful, a successful Christian. It's too difficult, so relinquish your principles. Yet no matter how much Satan may urge you to follow this course, you cannot follow it if you are a child of God. God's divine decree urges you to go from strength to strength, and so you will. And neither death nor hell itself will be able to turn you from your course. So what if God, so what if God commands you to be still? for a while. It is, it is designed to renew your strength for a greater advance in the near future. Urgency cries out to you. Do something. Get busy. Be, to be still and wait is nothing but sheer laziness. Your tendency will be to do something yourself at once instead of looking to the Lord. Remember, however, he will do everything when you are in this situation. Presumption will boast. If the sea is before you, march right into it and expect a miracle. <laughs> but faith never listens to presumption. It just makes you drown. <laughs> but, faith never, <laughs> but faith never listens to presumption, despair, cowardice, or urgency. But here's God say, stand firm as a immovable as a rock. So stand firm. Keep the posture of an upright soldier, ready for action and expecting further orders. Cheerfully and patiently await your commander's voice, for it will not be long before God will say to you as distinctly as he spoke to Moses and the people of Israel, move on. This is so good. Yeah. What comes to mind when you? Uh, I, I, I've just this? had this experience, I mean, especially when I first came to Christ, where I just wanted to be busy because I thought I was being lazy. And my mentor kept saying, be still, don't move, don't move until you hear him say move. Mm. And it was the best advice I had ever received because oftentimes, even in the smallest circumstances, when I didn't hear him and I thought he just was ignoring me or was quiet, I'd be like, oh, let me just get busy. Mm. And then when you, the problem is when you get busy, then you can't hear because you're busy. Right. You know, and that's part of the thing that Stephen was saying today is that you just, if you don't stop long enough to hear from the Lord, then you're just going to be doing stuff that he's not calling you to do. Right. Even in the simplest of situations and the most serious of situations. And I love the analogy to a soldier because we're often referred to as soldiers of Christ, but you've never seen, whether it's in a movie or a documentary, you've never seen a troop waiting, Navy SEALs, Army Rangers waiting for the command of, you know, of their captain or their general, and then just start panicking and start running around. You right. know, you wait, however long it takes you wait. That's a good analogy or a good example. Right? 
because yeah. that and that's the example he's giving us that's right. the example the lord gives us too is you shod your feet with uh, the sandals of peace and stand your ground when the enemy attacks stand and when you've done all you can do to stand stand wow. i mean paul repeats it repeatedly stand and um yeah it's not run it's not hide it's not scramble it's just such good advice well, part of the training of a seal is sometimes to make like make like a like a like a rock mm -hmm. and to be so still for hours at a time exactly you're sitting there and people be walking around you <laughs> the enemy can be walking around you and right. you are to be still and they got the, the paint on their face and the twigs sticking out of their you know heads at their helmets and their in their clothing and they're still you know i noticed one other thing he doesn't say retreat either no in law enforcement, sometimes we say, you know what? Sometimes you need to retreat just a little bit. Well, sometimes God may say that. He says, God says, move on. But sometimes God says, okay, go back. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm At least in this familiar. devotional, the, the yeah. idea in this devotional is to stand firm. There's going to be times for that. But I think the other that you were you brought up another great point, um, as you always do. But there, there is that idea that, well, you know what? I'm just going to kill time by doing a bunch of other stuff. But how can you listen to God's still voice if you are running the vacuum cleaner and uh, out, you know, you know, you know, whatever it is, pulling weeds or weed whacking or lawnmower, yeah. whatever. And um, it's a uh, it's it's a great idea to sit, to, to be still, to listen for God's voice in his direction, of what he wants next from us. And this is important uh, comment from Kate that uh, we should. Of course, um, we should bring up. Kate says. I went out for the day with my son and grandchildren for the first time in a long time. I felt courageous after we prayed last time. Thank you. Oh, I'm so happy and had a wonderful time. My son and his family leave our shores permanently for San Diego next week. Ah, uh, coming uh, stateside. But um, Kate, is this the same son? The trip was delayed. Was their trip? They were supposed to leave a while ago, right? But then your other son got sick or is it the same son that got sick and delayed the trip? I'm just curious about whether the trip was delayed because uh, God's uh, hand would have obviously been in that so that you would have had this chance to spend time together before they left. God is so great. I, I, it would have been horrible to, for them to leave and Kate not to be able to get Yeah, and that's what, that's what we thought. Depress the flesh. That's what we thought yeah. was going to happen because yeah. originally she thought they were leaving and that she wouldn't have had a chance to see them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so, so happy. We love that. But... Um, Wow. Mm. Um, all right, let's get to some of the scripture real quick. Let's see. The first one is Psalm 84, 7. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. And this is just as the Israelites are passing through the desert and through the wilderness. And it's just, it's, goes with the devotional just going from strength to strength they don't get weary they don't fall short and they're just going until they reach where god is awesome exodus it's like words to live by 14 14 through 15 the lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace and the lord said to moses why do you cry to me tell the children of israel to go forward this is right when uh, Moses, they are at the edge of the sea and uh, uh, they're waiting to find out what 
they're what's going to happen with Pharaoh. And the Lord's like, the Lord is going to fight this battle. Just wait. It's a great story. Um, a great part of the Bible. Yes. Sorry, I got to stop saying that. First uh, Kings nineteen twelve. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And Isaiah 55. And First uh, Kings nineteen twelve is when Elijah had just um, killed all of the false prophets of Baal. And he went to go hide in a cave because he was afraid of Jezebel. And it, and so this verse is about the fact that God did not come with punishment, angry at Elijah for hiding. You know what I mean? And he tried to rebuke him and, and he, but he wasn't in the fire. It was, it wasn't until God came and spoke to him and said, Elijah, what are you doing here? <laughs> and, that, and that still small voice. And that was all he needed. That's what he needed to hear from God is that still small voice that was like, what are you doing? That was the, this gracious voice of the Lord. Yes. Which brought him to the entrance of the cave. Wow. That is awesome. Uh, Isaiah 5, or 55. The sovereign Lord has opened my ears. I have not been rebellious. I have not turned away. Speaking of ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As one of the doors. Yes. Um, and so I, I just, I, I, I guess we, we may come back to this for one second, but it just because I think it was such a great message. And um, Stephen Furtick is on the list of, of pastors that are, you know, the, the feel good pastor, the, you know, the rah, doesn't rah, rah. Doesn't preach the whole gospel. Right. Oh, he's getting better yes. at that, but Yes. I think today he preached a message that probably is not heard very they, often. Well, they say in totality, he does not preach enough about sin and repentance hmm. that you you're because he definitely preaches that Jesus will save you. That's how I came to Christ. But he hmm. doesn't preach that you need to turn from your sins, repent and come to Jesus. And, and he's defended himself by saying, I do speak of repentance, but it's not enough for most people. I think even today, if you listen to the message, he even acknowledges a, a, something that, you know, he, it's talked about. Oh, he, yeah, yeah he's, he knows it aware. well. <laughs> <laughs> knows it well. Uh, but, and he's very sensitive to it. Oh, really? Yeah. He's said many times that it, it has devastated him at times, mm -hmm. the criticisms. But, I mean, you can't, you can't uh, say that he's not growing a, a big church and a, and a big following. No, yeah, but they say that's not how you determine no. whether someone knows. Uh, no. <laughs> I wrote a whole article if, about if, it. If that is the determinator, I'm not sure if that's what Well, people say you know them by their fruits, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, big church is kind of good fruit, right? Yeah. Uh, but they said, no, not necessarily, because if the even if it's a big church, if the fruit's not ripe, mm -hmm. <laughs> then if you're producing a bunch of uh, unripened bananas <laughs> that never ripen, yeah. then is that really good fruit? So Marcos brings up a good point. Do you think God uses yes. different pastors for different messages? Yes, uh, Marcos. I this is I wrote a whole article about this because I wrote an article entitled "Paradox of the Celebrity Pastor," because I could never um, regret coming to Christ through Pastor Stephen Furtick because 
his simple gospel, his simple message of Jesus loves you, he'll save you, turn to him, and he's um, he'll offer you salvation, grabbed me in my living room. And so I knew, and I knew I, I volunteered for the church and I knew hundreds of people. I mean, we had three, 400, 500 new members each week that we were going through. We had a team of 60 online volunteers and we were going through like 600 people, 400 people a week. And so, and people with every possible story you can imagine strong drug addiction, got out of prison, broken homes, abuse, um, good kids, bad kids, uh, brown, yellow, <laughs> white, whatever. You, well, I mean, every walk of life you can imagine. But uh, the consequence sometimes in churches like that, in feel good churches or the churches that don't go through are not expository, don't go the Bible um, chapter by chapter is people don't grow to complete maturity. So that's what I pointed out is that it's I don't think you could fault them as long as it's not a false doctrine. I don't think you could fault them for being the, the kiddie pool that people come to Christ through. You just want them to get out of the kiddie pool. You just hope that people graduate to a more mature study of the Bible because you can't just, you know, pick and choose five verses in a year and say, okay, I'm a good Christian now. Right. So I say hi to Kyle because he's going to bed. He comes on. He's very prompt about his bedtime. Right. When it's time for bed, he doesn't care if we're on or not. Hello, I'm uh, going to bed. Yeah, I'm, uh, good hi, night. Kyle. Yeah, see you later. Um, and so I, I think it's important that we, we talk about that because we talked about how important it is. Um, Going to bed or Pastor no. <laughs> I love you. Um, you know, we talk about how, not important, but how Pastor Jack Hibbs, the, the, the pastor that we follow, we, yes. which we call our home church, yes. is that he, he teaches the whole Bible, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Is there any bad in the no. Bible? No. Expository. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like chapter for chapter, verse by verse. Yeah, the difficult, uh, which is also honoring God. Mm -hmm. um, and and then we do want to make sure that when we bring up Steve Furtick, that we, that we talk about, because we, we talk about this issue all the time. Yes. But uh, I, in, in, in kind of following with Marcos, uh, it, Marcos's point is that we took my son with us. Yes. Uh, a teenage boy. Uh, where what did he think? He, he thought it was good. He really liked oh, it. Good. Um, that it really was important for him to hear this message, I think. And he, he responded to different things he said. He laughed at the, you know, the, the funny parts of it and kind of went, oh, you know, I heard him kind of like, hmm, that's, that's good. And the, and the room is 60% yeah, people under 30. So let's get to the, to the, to the crux of the, of the message. Do you remember the, the passages? Of course. That he really? yep. Nehemiah. So go ahead. Can you explain a little bit about that, this particular area? Yes. Okay. So he, this is Nehemiah, right? And um, under Ezra, the temples rebuilt, they're rebuilding the city of Jerusalem. This is after the captivity in Babylon. And it's uh, Nehemiah 6, 1. When word came to Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it, Though up to that time, I had not set the doors in the gates. Sanbalat and Geshep sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of those villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent message to them with this reply. I'm carrying on a great project and I cannot go down. 
And, and four times they sent me the same message. And each time I gave them the same answer. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but when he started, when he, uh, he mentioned that, well, he was preparing for the message that he was so excited about what he, what came to him, what God had given him that he almost couldn't wait until Sunday to give the message because it was just so, so great. And I agree that he talked about those doors in the wall that were not shut. And he compared it to, you know, those of us that have families, we know that our kids don't always like shutting doors, whether it's a cabinet door or a front door or a back door, letting fly refrigerator doors, refrigerator door, which if you leave a door open, either the dog is going to get out. In our case, it's a cat gets out, which hit us like right between the eyes. That's what Kelly like started laughing the most. Like, so yeah, it's us. Um, and the cat runs out the door and you know, now the cat's gone and now we're in a, in a panic over the cat being gone or flies are getting in. And, it, and so it, I remember my mom or dad saying, Hey, what are you doing? You, you're cooling off the world with air conditioning being on inside. Yep. You're cooling off the, the world. You're not, you're not keeping the cool air in. And um, he related that. But then he said, but what is it that these doors, you know, in this wall were keeping out? Where's the enemy? And he says, your doors, as, as a follower of Christ, the doors are your ears, your eyes, and your mouth. And what is it that you're letting in? And what is it you're letting out by not having your doors closed? And it was awesome. And he went on the entire message. Yeah, because about- like you said, when you, once he said, these are the doors, what are you doing? The He described it as your, these are the doors to your city, your soul. Mm-hmm. So your spirit, God's got, a, God's got control of that. Yeah. But it's like your soul, your mind, your heart, your city that you are guarding. What are you letting in? And then all of us that were paying attention, I think our mind just started to go wow. everywhere. Like, oh, what am I looking at? What am I listening to? What am I saying? Oh, no. You know, like you can just you can run the gamut. You know, it was awesome. And uh, you got to you got to watch the message. I think the, the entire message um, will speak to you. It, there's not a person on the planet that will not understand what it means to have either bad things coming in or bad things coming out. Bad things, of course, coming out of your mouth in response to something or the, the bad things you're, you're looking at or listening to. And I, I, and I, I was so happy to hear this message with my teenage son because <laughs> it's not been, if not the last six months and maybe the last year, uh, I've been talking about listening to the right kind of music, uh, to looking at the right things on the internet. Uh, very much what the message is all about. You know, what do you, how much social media are you letting in? Now, now our social media, you got to watch, but other social media um, uh, that you shouldn't be looking at or shouldn't be spending so much time on. And I love the way he describes these, like the enemy sent an invitation. Come talk to us. He's like, the enemy doesn't come to you saying, I'm going to destroy your life. (laughs) So it comes with an invitation, a prompting. And he says, and I, what I loved is the way he says it came when he said that, I rebuilt the wall and there was no gap in it, but I had not put the doors. So he's saying right when you have made progress, you're developing and Mm. you're pursuing God and you're following your purpose, but you've got a door open. And he's like, that's the door that your enemy Satan will use to entice you to come out of the city, to, to fall away from your perp from your purpose. And how will he enchant you? What is he going to enchant you with? Is he going to whisper something? Is he going to show you something? Is he going to make you say something? 
It's just so Ugh. deep, folks. So, so good. Listen to the whole thing. He does, he even it does an example. I've never seen him. He, he probably has done it before, but I've never seen him go through the, the people and up to the top. He's actually <laughs> preaching from the back of the stadium because he's using the doors up at the top that people came through as an example. And actually, the last time he preached that I saw him do that was get behind the gates. Mm-hmm. It was when he preached another <laughs> sermon about gates. Now, I listened to him before, and uh, you got to get used to the people saying all kinds of stuff while he's talking. And it was no different in Riverside, California. It was like I, I was in North Carolina at the church. Amen. We had people, Bring it. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. Bring it. it. Bring it, Pastor. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, my gosh. It was something else. The people were on fire. Um, the one thing we didn't talk about. There was one other thing. Now, now, aside from the message, there are these um, stairwells that go up to like a balcony. And I, I'm not really quite sure where they go. I'm sure like a singer maybe walks up there. Like if it, the opera is there, an opera will, uh, you know, singer will go up these Remind stairs. Remind me like Cirque du Soleil when they're putting up trampolines. Yes. They're to the right of the stage. And uh, they're high and they're thin and there's really nothing that them. Oh, really... you're talking about the three-year-old that yeah. was crawling. Up? All of a sudden in the message, this three-year-old <laughs> starts walking up these stairs and you see the mom like is a little bit late. Like, I don't know what she must have been. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and like, oh no. My, my, <laughs> my three-year-old. Oh my gosh. And everybody's like, we're listening to the message, which is he's on fire. And this three-year-old is climbing like hands and feet. <laughs> Might have not even been like two and a half. I don't know. She was small uh, and is still in a diaper walking up these <laughs> stairs to the left of us. And people were like holding our breath because she could have turned right and just fell. Yeah. It was and there crazy. was no urgency. And I think maybe the mom was doing the right thing. I think she felt if she chased after like a dog. I tell people all that don't chase after your dog. Right. You chase after your dog, your dog's going to run faster <laughs> and go farther away. <clears throat> and instead you want to hold back. So that's probably what she was thinking. Uh, but this kid was so high up, probably two stories up. It was scary. And went all the way to the top. And, uh, and, and we're kind of like, like looking with our one eye, but trying to pay attention. Because the message was so spectacular. <laughs> we're saying, kid, you're on your own because this message is amazing. <laughs> good luck. Good luck to you, kid. We're not stopping. But uh, the mom, the kid came back down. Thank goodness. Yes. I'm surprised nobody, they should have applauded. Like, yes, fantastic. Because right. I was a little like, Hope that kid does in the middle. Can you imagine yeah. this fantastic pop up? Everything's going right, everything's going well, and the kid falls off of the thing. Oh, we're laughing, but could you imagine? It would have ruined the whole thing. It would have. Oh, the paramedics coming in, and we're still going, Oh, yes, oh, yes, Stephen. <laughs> oh, was that the Fox Theater? Yes, Jan, it was at the Fox Theater. Yeah, that old theater is amazing. I told my son, Hey, I saw Peter Frampton there. I don't, I don't you think go, Peter Frampton, who. I don't, I don't think there's anything you and Jan don't know about this hundred <laughs> square here, miles. We've lived here all our lives. Oh my goodness. We know everything about this area. I lived in uh, in Riverside for a little while. Um, uh, gosh, we've been so busy. Anything about um, Maverick City or uh, the message we heard today or anything else? Anything about the devotional? The devotional. <laughs> yeah, we probably I, should finish I, with the devotional. Just... Uh, the command to stand firm is distinct from run and hide, get busy. Uh, and also the, the thing where Satan comes and tells you, uh, you are never going to be a successful Christian. That feeling, and I've had this feeling where you cannot go forward. He says, 
when you cannot retreat or advance, you're shut off from your right and from your left. And what do you do? You have this overwhelming fear. And then the enemy tells you, you're never going to be good at this. What are you doing? And, but the grace of God puts you in a situation where you can't even go back. Right. You know what I mean? So you just, even I, I remember in the early days, I ran through the scenario. Well, okay. Can I go back? Not back to Islam, never go back to Islam, but, (laughs) but is there a way I can go back to a version of my life while I'm still a Christian? You know what I mean? Like you run through these scenarios in your life and you're like, wow, uh, I really have, I have nowhere to retreat to. And so He's just reminding us that it's those times that the Lord's building you for a next stage. So when he tells you be still or doesn't give a particular command and he's growing you and you're feeling the growing pains, Mm -hmm. we just have to remember that it's because there's a new stage coming. And that's what Pastor Stephen was saying, too. When you feel the enemy attack because you just built up the walls, he's like, don't lose that progress because you left the door open or because you didn't open a door that should have been opened. Wow. I just finished how I was going to say the same thing is that I think we connect these two by be still and close your doors mm-hmm. and wait and wait and wait for the, the, the prompting of the commander as it says. In the, and that's why the Lord says, when you go to pray, go to your secret place and shut the door. Wow. Look how we connected those two. Yes. Fantastic. I feel like Stephen today when he said, <laughs> Man, I'm doing really good today. <laughs> he, he loves. That's what people yeah, it's not, dislike it, about yeah, him. It's the supposed most. to be God. It's not supposed to be about you. That's what people dislike about him the most. They call him. They said he has the case of Nurse Jesus, <laughs> where he. It's not a narcissism of only himself. It's that he has this narcissism about manifesting Jesus. So they call it Narsa Jesus. <laughs> That's all right. It's all about him. And, and now, if, and now, if I can now connect with this talk to uh, Maverick City, what I really loved, uh, another thing that I loved the about them opposite. is the exact opposite. Is that you're not here. We want to make sure that you're not here. Uh, sure, it, that you're probably being entertained, but we're not here for the entertainment. We're here for Jesus. Our yeah. uh, Whatever talent we may have is from Jesus. The songs that you're hearing us us speak and sing and the way that we're able to do this is from Jesus. And it was a complete opposite. (laughs) And it was like, I just gave myself the chills reliving them saying that like, wow, I mean, these people are so talented. I mean, they're incredibly talented people. Uh, And um, uh, Jan, you are going to have to find Maverick City on your radio dial. Yes. On your, on your transistor radio and uh, <laughs> listen to Maverick City. I'm saying that about because that's what I could, you called it um, because of just everything uh, of how they stood there. It just made you love them even more. It made mm-hmm. the music even sweeter because yeah. of how they presented it. And it, it, it wasn't about them. And they seemed uh, very much um, uh, like people that truly believed that. I, I don't have any reason to not think that, but take them at their word. Yeah. But they just seem so kind. And so uh, they, I don't know how many times they probably sung these songs hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. And it's still, I could see a couple of them might be in their tears. Oh yeah. Uh, from well, the, the one of the female singers got on her knees instead of crying mm. for sure. And a part of it is that she probably knows that, you know, she didn't have any idea that she was going to be able to do this in Southern California, yeah. move as many people as they have. 
hear them sing the songs awesome. and know the words and to show up. Yeah, they kept saying, we're in SoCal. We're in Irvine. What do you people in Irvine like to hear? Yeah. Do you know our songs, people in Irvine? They kept talking to us like we were Martians. <laughs> like they had just landed you, you on a foreign one? planet. <laughs> do you know this song? Yeah. Yes. It was crazy. The other uh, important thing that really uh, cracked you up is they they dressed for uh, the beach. Yes. And they were was, like, we're in SoCal. We're going to wear shorts the, and T-shirts. The, the sun went down. It was 65 degrees. And they go, where's, where's our sweatshirts? <laughs> It was so funny. <laughs> I love what Marco said here. Uh, like Jack Hibb says, win or lose, do the right thing. Amen. Yep. And stand firm with your biblical convictions, no matter what. Same thing I tell uh, our kids, and that is uh, do the right thing when nobody's watching. Uh, because God is watching. Amen. He's uh, way more important than us. All right, anything else? Oh, stand for Did we already read that? Mm-hmm. Oh. Which you can put on the screen. Okay. <laughs> Stand firm with your biblical convictions, no matter what. No matter what. Yes. I'm not sure what Robert's asking about the podcast. What do you think? Robert, can you expound if you're, I'm sure you're still on, but uh, podcast? Like, do. Is this the podcast? I don't know. Yeah, we have a pod. We, we have a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, because in the beginning you said maybe that I don't know. That seems like a lot later. Um, but uh, yeah, this gets um, the audio portion goes to a podcast. So exactly. Go to Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, edify. edify. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. edify. Don't go anywhere else but the Edify app. But yeah. you can find it on the other apps. That's for sure. Oh, your men's podcast. You haven't done a broadcast. Oh, no, uh, no, I, we got to commit to one a week, at least at least one a week. Yeah. I got those, uh, up right away. The, I, my legs feel a little bit better. That was another thing that kind of has me distracted. <laughs> I was a little, I was a little out of it. I've been, yeah, it's been a little tough, rough couple of days. Yes. You know, the good thing about this leg injury is that they, my doctor right. gave me a, uh, a, a, a little card where I could park close yeah. to the venue. We had a lot of fun last night with that. We got a <laughs> cart to come pick us up. We got a guy to pray over us. That was really cool too. Yes. Yes. So yeah, we got to park right up front. Yeah. And uh, But that that wasn't the best. The best part was the golf <laughs> No, definitely not the best part. Yeah. I would have walked. I would have walked if I had it to. It was far. But yeah, it was really far where we had to go. But uh, yeah, that was good. Yes, Robert. Another one's coming up. I got two in my in my notes and i feel bad you missed buds today buds was today um but yeah i couldn't there's no way yeah that happened had to get clothes for the kids oh we got vbs tomorrow at uh, your belinda friends church starts monday starts tomorrow morning whoa yeah i gotta be out there yeah handicap plaque yes (laughs) yeah temporary temporary it's a temporary one but it came at a perfect time in time for the concert. It sure did. Um, uh, but yes, Robert, uh, a couple It'll more. It'll be in time up. for the other two concerts we have two coming up too. Oh yes. Um, uh, but and I think I'm going to have to add a little bit of Stephen Furtick's message on on another one. So I have two in the can, not in the can, but I have two that are ready to rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, that's after they've already been recorded. It's called in the can. They've been recorded. Anyway, you know what you know what that means when something's in the can. Back in the old days. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Back in the know. old days when they filmed movies on film, they had to put it in the They would uh, edit it by splicing it with a razor blade, putting it together, and then and then putting it together. And then once that was done, they would put it in the can. Wow. And that means it was done. 
in the can. So when a recording is done, it's in the can. In the can. Not in the can like that's in the hallway. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah, you're gonna have to do one on shut your doors. Old old days. When Thanks, Andy, Marcos. When Andy had a horse and buggy. <laughs> Oh, and I'm sorry I had to bail out on the la the last episode, but uh, oh, it was beyond my my ability to sit here. So sorry about that, folks. I had to I had to take off another second, but if I couldn't do it, so I appreciate uh, all the prayers again and the the uh, the prayers. Can I, I ask really a it. can I ask a simple question? I yep. had this very weird encounter with my daughter today in the Target parking lot, where we were stopped. And mind you, I don't have any Christian stickers on my car. But I still try to behave like I'm a Christian. And even you if close you didn't know, I, I, yeah, I just kind of sat there. But it was, um, we were driving and it was this guy, I thought he was pulling into a space, but he was doing what you do. He was pulling to back it yeah. in. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, whoa. And I like <laughs> swerved around him. I didn't honk. I swerved around him. I'm screaming inside the car, but he doesn't hear me. And then I'm going straight. And this lady is, you know how, like, if you pull over to the side while you're waiting for a space, mm -hmm. there's enough room for you to pass. Yep. She didn't do that. She just stayed in the middle of the road. <laughs> and and there was a space that she had just passed, which she could have fit in. Mm -hmm. There's a space coming up on the left, which she could fit in. But she wasn't waiting. Five minutes later, we're still in here in the middle of the road. So I go like that. I just honk, uh -oh. like, just yeah. beep. Yeah. Hoping that she was going to stick her head or I'd be like, you know, where are you going to the right? Are you going to the Wow, this woman gets out of her car and she's like, ah, ah, ah. and me and my daughter look, I'm like, okay, let me review. Let me <laughs> review what I just did. And I'm thinking to myself, I was like, no, no. I was like, is it? I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Am I scream out the window? Am I supposed to get out of my car and go up to the window and be like, I'm, I'm sorry, what are you here? doing? Yeah. Um, was she waiting for somebody to come? And she just, she just wanted a different space. She didn't want either of these two open ones. Oh. She wanted this third one. Which we had positioned her right, like. But are you never allowed to use your horn? Is that just thoroughly offensive, or just horns bad? Like, why do they put them in the car then? <laughs> I'm out from LA, so we yeah. honk our horn. Like, if you're just if you're crossing the street too slow, we'll I've, honk at you. So I, I have a fairly strong rule of not honking my horn. Ever, yeah. You just don't. I know you have an aversion to the horn honking. Yeah, I don't like it because his ex used to stand in front of the door. Oh <laughs> Yes, I, I mean, so, even before that, a quick tap is okay, right, yeah. Marcos? I yeah. don't, I don't know. No, I don't. Uh, 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 a horn never honking at nine mils. That's exactly where I was, Jan. <laughs> and this woman, I thought she was going to get out and hit me, and I was, I was a little worried. I was a little worried. Yeah, I just don't. I, people are talking. Won't you honk? I go because. Wait. Yeah, you can wait a few minutes, son. Wait. Unless is somebody dying. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. But Jan said never <clears throat> honking in an <clears throat> So that's the new rule. No, because people have gaps. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reason, a horn leads to gunfire. Right. Yeah. So oh that's why. Oh my goodness. People are... I'm just like, is it really worth it? It's like people that dive over at the last minute for an exit. I just go, why did you do that? Just go to the next exit. Just go to the next exit. Why are you diving over? Yeah. It's I, not worth I it. Do <laughs> I do that. I, you know. You missed the exit. It's another two minutes. Unless you're driving down to San Diego, 
through Camp Pendleton. The next exit is 15 miles away. Or you're going to yeah. Irvine now. <laughs> Guess what? Next exit's about 15 minutes too. <laughs> when I missed that exit, it was bad. Robert says he loves it. Well, he's in Mexico. Everybody, there, if you're not honking your horn, people will shoot you. See, Robert, yeah. in LA, that's the same thing. Off the line, if you're five seconds late off the line, like three cars back. The horn is another door that you probably shouldn't open. Wow, all these rules. The OC is just a, it's a very unique place. <laughs> First of all, and in LA, you don't have people constantly backing up into parking spaces. Because you just don't. It's like a cop thing, you know? Like, and this dude got out of the car and he was a big burly dude. And I think he was mad I went around him. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not used to people backing up into spaces. You drive with one every day. I know, but the way he did it, yes. he went so far okay, over. I was another convinced. Rule? Another backup rule? Yes. What's the other backup rule? Well, first of all, Marco says, in LA, you lean heavily on your horn. Yes. Uh... <laughs> it's kind of like Mexico, though. Yes, exactly. a little bit like Mexico. We talk. It's like <laughs> Lebanese people. We talk with the horn. Oh, and European driver, Robert's a German. Yes. I, think, I hope I got that right. German or Austrian, but I think he's German. Um, but um, same with the I'm, Middle I'm East. I'm so careful about checking my mirror to see if somebody's coming up when I go to back up. Rarely you'll he see. He did. Otherwise, we would have been slammed. Yeah. Rarely you'll see me pull out and that when I can see somebody's like riding my tail or something like that. I but I think I saw later him get out of the car and go talk to that lady about me being psycho because I went <laughs> around him. I know because they had a conversation. So I figured the room must have been like, I don't know why she's in such a well, your, your, your plate frame says Beverly Hills. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what she goes. That explained it. She's from Beverly Hills. So what do you right. expect? Neurotic women. <laughs> Impatient. What are you doing in the OC? <laughs> Says Cadillac Beverly Hills. Oh, I'm what sorry, <laughs> folks. I, there was a little diversion there, but I was just trying to figure out OC rules. Oh, he's Dutch. Oh, my gosh. I got it completely wrong. Sorry. I know that, that, that you can't get the, the nationalities wrong in that part of the... Sorry about that, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you understand, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. They're they heavily... But yeah, around here... You just just avoid it. Just, I'll, maybe I'll put a little tape over it. You say, "Excuse me, <laughs> excuse me." Get out my flip flops and be like, yeah. "Can you tell me what you're doing?" Because we've been here over three minutes. We may have been talking about horn honking longer than we did on our devotional. I'm sorry. Right, it's okay. I loved it. I love this guy. I love it's you this time. It was so random. I, I it was very. It was a little traumatic for me. I thought they were going to come out and hit me. Do you didn't have one of your tracks that you're going to pull it up to the window and give it to her? So here's. I suddenly went over in my mind like, oh God, please tell me I don't have any Jesus stickers <laughs> on the back of sure. my car. Very angry, very angry Jesus woman, apparently. Impatient. You know who pulled up next to me in the handicapped area where I was parked today is a lady pulled up and I didn't put, I forgot to put up, I don't know about these placards, I always forget. But uh, she pulls up, I'm looking at her plate, it says MAGA 45. Uh -huh. On her plate, on her license plate. I go, wow, what a great thing. Oh, we've seen that plate before. Yeah. But she gets out and she kind of looks like inside my car to see. And I go, oh, I got my thing. She goes, oh, okay. I didn't. She see didn't me. see the big thing on your leg? Well, I was at, I was sitting in my car. Oh. And I, I think she was like, but I was, I don't want to get yelled at by a, a fellow MAGA 45 person. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> get in trouble no matter what you do yeah. around here. Hello there, Lisa Wood from Woodland Hills, California. Hi, Lisa. Sorry, we're just finishing up. Well, we're just up. finishing up. You got to the best, almost the best part. <laughs> Jan says? I need a land of gracious living flat. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I actually need one 
that dangles this direction from my rear view mirror to remind me you are now in the land of <laughs> gracious living. It's a good thing I live in La Mirab. Why would somebody come out and no. slip my tires? It's a courtesy capital of the world. I oh, told you that. I don't remember that. How do you not remember that I was born in the courtesy capital of the world? You should just see it in my presence. Oh, okay. That's why I don't hock my horn. I was born in La Brada, California. Okay. And that's for real. It is the courtesy capital of the world. Nice. Yes. Anything else, my love? No. <laughs> Any other shenanigans? At, no. At I, I had one, but I'm going to keep it. I don't know if it's for public consumption. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Oh, yeah, I want to hear that TV. And then I'll determine whether we bring it up tomorrow. Okay. All right. Anything you want to tell anybody about the uh, Edify app? Yes. We are members of the Edify Podcast Network, and we would love it if you would download their app and subscribe. It would truly bless us. It's entirely free. And, Robert, that's how you can watch our podcast. It's yes. edifi.app. edifi.app. Yes. Now we got to go see what my son wants, who's been holding up signs that are so small that I can't read them. I think he says ice cream on it. Oh, <laughs> that was urgent. Yes. He came in three he, times. He always does that when he wants ice cream. <laughs> he knows. He knows to come in when I'm live and because sh I shake my head. Yes. All right, my friends, we love you guys. Thanks for putting up with us tonight. But that really was important to get that understanding. I'm glad we had that discussion. About honking? About honking horns. And yeah. People backing up. And, uh, you know, and be courtesy. New be town. courtesy. New be courteous. Town. New town, new rules. <laughs> All right, my friends, we love you. God bless. God bless. Take care. Bye. Bye.